news, sports, AccuWeather, and more. Wake up with the information you need on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts, and all the other podcast platforms in the world, or most of them anyway. Uh, know who Rob Center is. He's our fabulous producer. He makes sure that all of our interviews pop up on the great podcast platforms, including WKOK.com, shortly after our interviews. In the studio with us now, movie Mike McGranahan. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much for coming in. Always great to see you. Uh, I saw the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I couldn't even watch it to the end of it. So not my kind of film, but mm-hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure lots of folks are ready. Your view on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The Intergalactic Odd Squad is back in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Rocket Raccoon is badly injured during an attack, so it's up to Star-Lord Chris Pratt and his crew to find a way to save him before it's too late. The mission puts them squarely in the sights of a villain known as the High Evolutionary. You have to have some kind of enormous ego to give yourself that nickname. Through flashbacks, we learn that he played a key role in Rocket's traumatic past. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has a slightly darker story than its predecessors, as it dives into the subject of animal experimentation. That gives it unexpected poignancy, though. You might find yourself getting choked up a time or two. There's still comedy to balance things out, especially from Dave Bautista's Drax, but the laugh count is a little lower this time due to the heaviness of the plot. The visual effects and action scenes are excellent, although because Rocket is injured, we do get much less interaction between him and his tree-like companion Groot. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 isn't the best of the series, but it still delivers enough fun and emotion to be a worthy conclusion to the trilogy. On a scale of one to four, I give it three Gamoras. <laughs> I look at these films the way you look at Fast and Furious. Mm. <laughs> you just kind of roll your eyes a little bit. But you say to folks who love this genre and this film and this, this these characters, this one delivers. It's good. Guardians of the Galaxy, they have been my favorite movies of the Marvel films. Okay. And, and what I like about this one is that it really doesn't get involved in, I've said this before, the Marvel business. It's not busy setting up ten future movies. It just kind of tells its own story. And that's really good. Uh, you know, a couple couple weaknesses in the plot. One thing I didn't mention, they bring in character Adam Warlock, who's kind of a popular comic book character, and then don't really do anything with him. So that was a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, but still, if you are like me and you like these characters and have followed their adventures, you're going to get enough fun and entertainment out of this movie to make it worthwhile. Would you have wanted more humor? Yeah, I think that's, I mean, it's a trade-off, because on the one hand, they made two movies that were very much comedies, and in this one, they're trying not to do the same thing, so they go for something a little deeper, a little weightier, and that is good, but I also kind of miss the very joke, you know, jokey, nonstop tone of the first two. Okay, and everybody loves these films but me. I might as well (laughs) just put that right out there. Okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3? Three Gamoras. Okay, in honor of? Uh, She's one of the other members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. She's okay, fantastic, and only in theaters, I hope. Yes. Sounds like the big screen's really going to help this film, too. Absolutely. Seeing it up on the big screen, the visuals are incredible. All right, fantastic. Okay, well, we'll think about it, okay? Uh, Hypnotic. Watch the trailer on that one. I have no idea what that movie's about. 
about? This is the new film from Robert Rodriguez, the guy who did Machete and El Mariachi and uh, Planet Terror. Ben Affleck plays a detective who discovers that there is going to be a bank robbery. And he goes to the bank to kind of scope it out. And what he discovers is that the guy who's masterminding this is a hypnotist. And he hypnotizes people to help him pull off this heist, and Ben Affleck wants to figure out who he is and why. The first 15 minutes of this movie are great. It sets up a fun premise, and then it just gets sillier and sillier the longer it goes on. This is one of those movies where they confuse pulling the rug out from under the audience with plotting. In other words, it's a movie where you think you're seeing one thing, and then 20 minutes later you find out, nope, none of that was really the way you thought it was. It's really like this. And then 20 minutes later, it's like, nope, that wasn't the real thing either. It's actually this. And that kind of goes on and on and on. So there are some clever ideas in the movie about hypnotism and how it could be missed used, but the movie just kind of veers into silliness, so two stars for Hypnotic. I can't quite recommend this one, despite liking Ben Affleck and being a big Robert Rodriguez fan. Well, and this is at fil- in uh, theaters also? Yes. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so well, well it's, it, 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 yeah, I couldn't figure out what was going on, but you know, I saw the trailer for Ambulance and had no idea what was happening, but that turned out to be a fantastic film. Yeah, so. it was. And the trailer for Hypnotic really only shows from like the first half hour, 40 minutes of okay. the movie. They don't have any clips from later on that really gets into what the story is actually about. I so. gotcha. Maybe that's too revealing for the trailer. All right. Rally Road Racers. Mm-hmm. A great, uh, what is that? Animated? Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, animated animated film. film. Tell us about that. You know, there really have not been a lot of movies you can take the whole family to this year. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish carried over from Christmas, and then there's been the Super Mario Brothers movie, and that's pretty much been it in 2023 for families. So parents might be tempted to take their kids to see Rally Road Racers. Uh, it's trying to be another version of Pixar's Cars. It's about a cute little animal, and the only way that he can save his village from being destroyed by a nasty industrialist is to win the biggest, most challenging car race in the world that's going to put him up against the world's greatest racer, who also happens to be the guy who's planning to demolish the village. Uh, The racing scenes in this movie are fun, and the animation is good, but whenever they're not in the cars, this movie grinds to a dead halt. The characters are one-dimensional. The jokes are lame. The voice actors almost seem to have been chosen at random. John Cleese does the voice of this master race car driver, which doesn't fit at all. J.K. Simmons plays a goat who helps the hero learn to drive. Uh, You know, young kids will probably giggle at it. Adults will be looking at their watches. So two stars for Rally Road (laughs) Racers. Oh, two. I thought we were headed for one and a half there. Okay, so two. It's fair. You know, it's kind of thing you probably, if it was on Netflix, you'd probably put it on for your kids and then leave the room to go do something else, and everybody would be happy. Right. You could call it Kid (laughs) kid Hypnotic. That'll be that film. All right. And still, tell us what's happening there. This is my pick of the week, and if you have Apple TV Plus, this is your life. Day still is a documentary about Michael J. Fox. He participated in it. He narrates his own story. He appears on camera, talks about his career, the ups and downs of his career, and also his battle with Parkinson's. And really, the most fascinating part of this movie for me is he talks about having hidden his diagnosis for years. And there's a montage in the film of clips from him in movies and on TV where he's either hiding his left hand or holding something in it to make the shaking look like 
like his character is just being fidgety or anxious or something. So it kind of shows how he hid that. But uh, Michael J. Fox tells his own story with humor and with grace and with dignity and with poignancy. And it's a really fascinating film for anybody who's a Michael J. Fox fan, as I am. So four stars for still a Michael J. Fox story that debuts today on Apple TV+. And it's a documentary. Documentary. Produced. Uh, he's he's in it. He didn't. Okay. Pr- I think he might have been one of the executive producers or something. But uh, he gave his full cooperation and is on camera and is brutally honest about his career and his Parkinson's and his future outlook. So it's a really, really compelling film and and emotional too. I felt a little emotional when it was over. Well, yeah, and I uh, just saw the trailer, but uh, honestly, so many clips of him acting in so many things and doing so yeah. many things, you kind of forget what a really broad-based performer and actor and mm-hmm. and guest on shows and, and talker and advocate he was. So yeah, absolutely and is to some extent. He's still still out there doing a little bit of this uh, activity. So right and if. People People want to see a really good, underrated Michael J. Fox film and performance. One of my favorites from him is Bright Lights, Big City, which came out, I believe that was 1988. Movie didn't get a lot of traction, but he is very good in it. It's a good film. Okay, fantastic. All right, so we'll look for that. Uh, let's see. Beetlejuice is coming out with a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you say the word again in your phrase here. Uh, they have been trying to launch a Beetlejuice sequel ever since the original first hit theaters in 1980. Again, I can't remember if that was 86, 87, what year that was. But they've tried over and over and over to make a Beetlejuice sequel. And now they say they are actually going to make one. It's going to come out next year. Michael Keaton is set to reprise his role as Beetlejuice. Winona Ryder is set to come back. And in a very interesting set, of ca- uh, casting, they have got Jenna Ortega from Netflix's Wednesday to play Winona Ryder's daughter in the film. So that's kind of an interesting casting. Now, no word on the plot yet, but apparently we are going to see Beetlejuice 2 at long last next year. All right. <laughs> it's only been 40 years, so it, but finally it's going to pop up. Okay. Uh, let's see. And Robert De Niro is a new dad at age 79. I was kind of surprised to see that pop up in the news this week. Uh, everybody was. He gave an interview, and he just kind of dropped the bombshell out of nowhere that he became a father again at age 79. So he and his girlfriend, uh, they now have a little baby girl. So congratulations to Robert De Niro. And he has, what, a half a dozen other kids at least? Uh, I think like, like three or four maybe, okay. five. Something, yeah, who knows. Okay, so, but in any event, okay, so age 79, he's a new pop, so he's, I guess... The idea uh, of Robert De Niro changing diapers, I find that very amusing. <laughs> could probably afford a, a nanny or something yeah. to assist in that way. <laughs> but uh, again, uh, as President Biden is trying to prove, uh, 79 is the new 59 or so, or 49. Or, yeah. Or, well, most people have their kids at 29, but that's right. another topic, so, okay. All right, well, fantastic. What will you see this week? We'll hear about next week. A book club, the next chapter. And I hated the first one, so I'm hoping the sequel's better. I'm going to give it a fair shot. We'll see how that goes. My lovely bride and I started watching the first... Well, we started watching the whole movie, but we never got through it. Yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. Yeah, I thought, well, this is just just not glued together, so I wouldn't even know how to describe it. Of course, we never watched all of Dune, and you and I both know that that was widely regarded as people who liked it as the best film ever. Yeah, uh, I didn't get it. And I think the sequel's being made, too, for Dune, so that's out there happening. So, Movie Mike McGranahan, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Movie Mike McGranahan, a professional movie critic. His appearance is always sponsored by the Campus Theater. CampusTheater.org.